Sick, man. So the perfect sales process, I'm talking about like, I'm probably going to get someone from, hey, someone's interested. What's it from there? You know what I mean? And then we can kind of start it up from there. Yeah. And I definitely think like for, for the fitness industry, right? Like the sales process starts at marketing. Like it starts there because you need to build that no like, and trust to, to make the rest of the process easy, right? 100%, 100%. And because well, you, you got such a good background in marketing as well. So we could probably touch on that afterwards as well. But I definitely yeah. think like, since you are the the sales master, <laughs> I want to I want to touch on that. So um, Brad, thanks for uh, coming on board for the podcast, my man. Um, Brad, talk to, who are you? Give us a little bit of a rough uh, rundown on who you are, what's your expertise and you know what you're currently doing now. Yeah, certainly. Um, so Brad Bedford, I'm the owner of um, the body consultants, Jandicott. Um, started off in the industry, you know, as a, a gym in a commercial 24-7 um, facility. Joined the body consultants uh, almost five years ago now um, and helped those guys um, grow up to seven clubs. Um, and now also work in the, in the business coaching space as well um, with the Gym Growth Challenge um, and Jimmy Pomponio. Um, but still, you know, heavily involved in the body consultants and, and you know, helping those guys grow their business as well. Love it. So you got a couple of fingers in multiple pies, right? So you got like, you're a gym owner or like you, you manage and run like Janicott, like, t- um, the body consultants, you also help other gym owners grow their studios. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So in, um, inside the you know, gym growth, we're essentially a business coaching business that helps, you know, personal trainers, um, and gym owners you know, scale their business um, through systems, automations, you know, marketing and sales. Lovely, man. And the reason why I got you on board today is because I want to talk about sales and I want to talk about like the perfect sales process and what does that look like? And you you did just mention as well, like obviously this, the start is always marketing, right? And like, so, but what I want to do is I want to skip to say, I'm like, I want to kind of get a lot of value out of this. And I want to give my like audience a lot of value out of this, but say someone puts their hand up and say, Hey, Brad, I'm kind of interested. What's the process look like from there? You reckon? Yeah, certainly. So I know, um, obviously your audience deals a lot with, you know, social media marketing, organic, um, and then they, they, they go to paid, right? So let's start off with like the organic marketing, what that looks like. But I suppose the biggest thing is someone you know raises their hand, you do a, a post and say, you know, are you interested? Comment below, send me a DM or something. From there, as soon as they've made contact, that's when the process starts. And as fitness professionals, essentially our role is to solve someone's problem, you know, also figure out their pain points and see if our solution can solve them. So the conversation needs to start in regards to is not can I sell you a program, is what are the problems that you're facing at the moment with your health and fitness? How long have you struggled with those problems? And do I have a solution that is a good fit for you? And that's the first thing we have to find out. And then from there, we can explore the training options and programs and things that we offer. I love that. And that's like, what do you, because I have a word for this. Um, Oh, there's multiple words for this kind of like understanding, identifying. What would you call that first section, that first phase? Like I call it the discovery phase, right? Like we're trying yeah. to discover what their problems and pain points are. And then also trying to discover if my solution, like my style of training can help them with that. And yeah. sometimes it will and sometimes it won't. And that's okay. 100%. And I think like when I was 
because every, okay, everyone who has lived at least three or four years, right? Like knows that, you know, salesmen's are dirty, you know, like the, the used car sort like used car lot um, salesman is like filthy. They just want your money. And there's this massive bad rap around sales, right? Like, Oh, you don't want to be a salesman. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to backstab people. And it's like, okay. And then there's like, you kind of grow up with this like mindset of like, Oh, okay. Like I don't want to do sales because it's bad. And it's like, and then it's like, when I shifted my perspective on, oh, wait, I'm just trying to solve a problem here, especially in the health and fitness industry. I kind of use an analogy, right? Like if you're in the health and fitness industry, you should be proud of what you're selling. You are selling like cure for like diabetes. You're like selling like years on their life. You're selling like um, confidence. You're selling all of these amazing benefits. You're not just selling something that they're not going to use or they're going to use once and put down. You know what I mean? 100%. And if someone sort of sticks their hand up and says they're looking for help and you don't explore the options to see if you can help them with their problem, like you're giving them a disservice, all right? They've said that they're struggling in regards to their health at the moment. And as a fitness professional, it's like it's your duty to see what their pains are and to see if you can help them. Right? If someone was drowning and you can swim of some capability, like you're going to go and try and help them, right? If it's safe to do so. The same thing happens with the fitness industry. If someone reaches out, it's like, hey, I'm mean, 20 kilos overweight, need to get healthy and fit. You're not just going to like, okay, cool. Hey, buy my program. And you know, you're a bodybuilding coach or a powerlifting coach. You're going to explore and see if it's a good fit. And then, you know, same thing as the car, you know, they walk in to buy a car. Don't try and sell them a Mercedes when they want to buy a ute. You know, like find out what they need, solve their problem and then move forward. A hundred percent. I love that swimming analogy. I need, I need to start using that more because that's a that's a powerful one to use is like, hey, you have this skill set. Like obviously the discovery phase is to kind of identify, cool, Brad, you, know, you obviously want to lose, you know, X, Y, and Z kilos or you want to gain like more muscle. Do I have the right product and service for you? And like, it's your duty and obligation that if you can solve their problem to then start like to offer them to offer them a solution. If you don't, then you're not going to help them. And you're kind of, in my eyes, you're like, you're not really trying to help people. You're just trying to reserve your ego and you're trying to reserve your like frame of mind of like, Oh, I don't want to be pushy or anything like that. But if it doesn't fit, you also have an obligation to say, Hey, this isn't the right one for you. Here's someone else who might be able to help you. Correct. So when we sort of go through, you know, our script and, you know, we use a script with all of our sales processes, right? It's a massive thing. But we go from that discovery phase, you know, what's your problem? How long has it been an issue? What, you know, the weight, what issues is that causing you health-wise, et cetera? And they obviously get some feedback. The next question from there is, hey, I definitely think what we offer could help you achieve X, Y, and Z are you open to having a phone conversation? So you're getting permission from them to obviously, you've got some basic info. Now you wanna go and actually deep dive and explore their pain points, their reasoning why this is so important to them. Obviously over a phone call, a face-to-face -face consultation or however you sort of move to the next step of the sales process. Yeah, 100%. And I think like you would know, like we kind of do, because sales is sales right? And like the way I kind of will sell my training services over my production is the same thing. It's trying to find a problem and hey, can I solve that problem? Like simple as that. Same with the health and fitness industry, right? So you would kind of go through this process of because most likely if you're doing organic 
marketing, like most of the time they're going to be messaging you. It's going to be over Facebook Messenger or Instagram. And you want to kind of ask these questions to one, see if you can help them, but also two, like make sure you're not going to waste your time on a phone call, but also give them sort some sort of values to so to show you, show them, hey, this person, Brad, he actually cares. You know, he he actually cares about my result and what I want. He's actually spending the time because I don't know about you, Brad, but like I have, have noticed a lot with especially personal trainers in the industry is they kind of brush over this sort of stuff. They like they're so hung up on, oh my God, I'm gonna have to tell this person my prices that they don't really go through the qualifying process effectively, you know? And it's funny because the more effective you go through the, the front end and you find their pain, the more they're willing to pay to solve it, right? So if you, if you stuff up the front end and brush over stuff, when you tell them the price, of course it's going to sound expensive because you haven't solved their problem or they haven't realized their problem is painful enough that they have to invest X amount of dollars to go and fix it. And I like the same thing, right? The analogy is like when you're drowning, if someone offers you a thousand dollars to pay for a life jacket, you're going to pay for it, right? Life jackets only worth 60 bucks. But at that time, your pain is so deep, you literally pay whatever you have to get that life jacket. Yeah, I love that. That's good. <laughs> I need to start using that one as well. <laughs> I need to start paying your royalties for all these analogies. <laughs> yeah. But but they but like the thing is like people can relate to like the pain when you're drowning. Like it's so real, right? It's so real. And it's like everyone can imagine, like you've seen enough movies, right? That it's something you can visually look at. So if you dig deep through the discovery phase and through the conversation, you know. Yes, some people are going to completely overprice for what they're offering because their their product isn't to that standard yet. And that's a completely different conversation. But most of the time, when you're selling, you know, health and fitness services, your price is roughly in the ballpark, you know, that's standard across the industry. But has that person realized that what they're going through is so painful and they have to make the investment to solve that problem? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's like, because a lot of people aren't going to come in like knowing all the repercussions of if they don't take action or all the positive things that's going to happen if they do take action. They're just kind of summertimes, like they're just going to be shopping around and they're going to be in that like pain state all the time. So it's your job to identify, cool, what's the real goal, you know, deep down, what's moving you away from it. And like, there's a couple of questions that I always ask as well as like, what is the problem? Why is it a problem? And why now? Because understanding why they're doing something now is like one of the one of the massive things for me because it means that if you can understand why there's urgency right now you can overcome an objection which is i'll think about it later which we'll get to in a second as well but like i have like those questions in my mind every time i'm kind of seeing if i'm the right fit yeah definitely and we go through the same the same thing obviously with our scripts it's you know why like Hey, first of all, and a great, quite great question I use is, you know, what motivated you to reach out? As like, oh, I want to lose some weight. Okay, perfect. Like, what, what is like the weight? How much is it specifically? Is it X amount of kilos? Awesome. And how is that affecting you? Like, how is not, how is like, you know, carrying that extra weight? How's that affecting you? Because there has to be a negative effect, right? On what they're doing to be painful enough for them to take action. So, Let's use the, the weight loss as a nice, easy analogy because most people have dealt with that before, right? So let's say their weight loss 
is the issue actually really is they're not able to go down the park and run around with their kids, all right? Or they go down and play with their kids and they're not able to keep up. But their clothes also don't fit well. So they don't enjoy going shopping and their confidence is low. Now, which ones are gonna make them take action? Being 10 kilos overweight or not being able to play with their kids? Like it has to be not being able to play with their kids, right? So this is where we're asking good questions and diving a bit deeper. You can help them understand. It's like, okay, well, the cost is you can't play with your kids, right? That's the cost. Your kids are only ever kids once. So it's like, okay, Jenny, how important is it that you can actually go out and play with your kids? Because that's how you're going to get them to take action, right? Because that's the pain point. It's not the weight. It's nothing to do with the weight. It's what the weight causes them or the pain the weight causes them. Yeah, love that. And I guess like a lot of people, um, including myself back in the day, we, we didn't spend enough time going deep into like, cool, why, why, why is that? Now, a lot of people like, now me kind of doing a lot, a lot more sales training over the last couple of years. And there's a couple of groups, like one saying, hey, yeah, ask the, the reason why. But there's also another group saying, you know, don't say the why word because it will offend them or whatever like that. But it's like, realistically, I think when you're talking business to consumers, so like fitness industry, you can ask the why and the reasons why. Would you agree? Yeah, And, and, and sometimes why isn't the best word, but it gives you the same outcome, right? So I could have asked, Luke, why is carrying 10 kilos or losing 10 kilos so important to you, right? Or I could flip it and ask, Luke, what is carrying this extra 10 kilos stopping you from doing, right? So the outcome's the same, right? But we've all heard you know, why, ask the five whys, peel back the onion, all this sort of stuff. You can use whatever word you like, right? But you have to have an intent for your question. And then you can word it whichever way suits you yeah. best. If you find you know you don't enjoy the word why, don't ask it. Change it. Change the question to suit you and your style. Whatever works best for you. But the intent is the same. So if you know what the yeah. what you're going after, you can say whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? It's just like if you get the result that you're after. Yeah, 100%. And it's like again, a thousand ways to get fit, right? Like if your goal is to increase cardiovascular fitness, there's a whole heap of different ways to do it, right? The outcome's the same. <laughs> so the question, same thing. hundred ways to ask the question, the outcome that you want from the question is the same. Sick. Okay, cool. And you, you, you've mentioned scripts as well. Um, I reckon my money's on a lot of people listening don't really have scripts. So what's, how, is scripts important and how do you create a script? 100% you have to have a script. Have to have a script. And the reason being is having a script allows you to get better at your sales process. Okay. It's exactly the same as you tell your clients, you need to track your nutrition so you can see what's working and what's not working. The same thing with a sales script. At the end of the day, whether you like it or not, if you're a personal trainer, you're a business owner, you have to make sales to stay in the industry. The number one reason of generally gym owners or, you know, PTs leave the industry is because they can't make enough money to survive. And that comes down to generally is being shit at sales, right? Because their product is generally pretty good. They just can't sell it. So by having a script, you can see what's working in your script and then you can adjust it. 
Yeah, I love that. I think um, I think there's two reasons as well. Like obviously, sales is the, the reason, but it comes down to, I also think as well, like people are just going to be like, people park up and they're, like, they're, they're like, oh, I don't want to be pushy. Like that's a massive like like limiting belief where it's like, oh, I don't want to be pushy. But you don't, you don't have, like the way that you think about being pushy is like creating content and engaging with people. Like that's not pushy. That's like you're offering value. And like to get the eyeballs over to you and then not being able to close them with the correct script is going to be a massive downfall. And that's where people kind of leave the industry because they're like, oh, I don't want to be proactive and I'm shit at sales. So it's like, that's a, that's a formula for like failure right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And think about it this way, right? So as a health professional, like the results we get clients is, you know, endless from, you know, fat loss to, you know, stopping all these different, you know, diseases and things or preventing the different diseases. Let's say someone comes to you and they're overweight and they've got diabetes and you don't sign them up because you're shit at sales. And then 10 years later, they die because of an action that could have been presented from you helping them. How are you going to sleep at night? Because you didn't help them because you weren't a little bit pushy or didn't dig deep enough to ask them the question. Right? You could have prevented that. Yeah, I love that. Pretty, that's pretty heavy, that's but heavy, it's the yeah. facts. <laughs> like it's facts, right? Like we could have stopped that. Yeah, that's true, man. I've never thought of it like that before. <laughs> hey, and it's kind of like a bit of an eye opener is like, damn, like you, it is your, if you know, like obviously if you don't have the right product for the right person, don't do it. Like don't like, don't back yourself and be like, okay, cool. Like we can definitely do something that you know that you can't do. Don't do that. That's just bullshit. But if you do, if you know a hundred percent that you can help this person and like the only reason why you're not helping them is because you don't want to, you don't want to come across like, like you might hurt their feelings or like you, your feelings might get hurt. Just comes down to just like, Hey man, just remove your ego and try and help yeah. this person. Yeah. Definitely. So, so in terms, and like, I guess the sales process and how we started this conversation, like, in my opinion, like a sales process is pretty much like a script because a script is like a step-by-step kind of process, you know, to kind of get them through. Now that's can be like, obviously you've got a sales process in terms of big, big picture, meaning from the first time they message you to when they get on the call or when they get to a face-to-face appointment. Um, and then you have a script for each individual section. And I have scripts for my messages for the first front end front half sorry even from the qualifying section as well and then even at the back end now i actually heard like there can be up to four to five scripts depending on how many objections you have all that sort of stuff depending on how good you are as well what would you say to something like that definitely agree definitely agree so the biggest thing obviously with having scripts you can monitor you can um you know reflect back on what's working and what's not and you can adjust the other thing is it also allows you to scale your business so people that want to go from a one one man band to you know bringing on a team to potentially you know growing to a facility, you have to have scripts so you can outsource parts of this. You know, there's not going to be days when you're a gym owner, and I can guarantee you, if you message my social media pages, you probably won't get me. Firstly, you'll get one of my team, um, but again, they'll be following scripts that we've put in place that we know work to bring people on through organic. So it allows you to grow and expand, and again. My vision is to literally help as many people as I can possibly in the world get healthier and fitter. So if it's not in my facility, it's helping a business coach to grow their business. So indirectly, I'm helping them help more people, right? Yeah. But by having scripts and giving them scripts and letting them scale it definitely helps the process. 
hundred percent. And I think like, so like even just to, for me to say, like, as soon as I started incorporating scripts and because at the start, right. At the first couple of years of my business, I was like, I don't need scripts. You know, I'm, I don't need it. Like I know kind of like what they want, you know, I'm just gonna, like, I'm a good personality. I can just kind of like communicate and be effective. Right. But <laughs> me being naive to that idea um, was costing me so much money. It was costing yeah. me so much money, so much time, so much growth where now I start investing more and more into scripts and training. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. And now I can't, I, I don't want to do anything without a script. And a lot of people think, Oh, you know, but what if you sound robotic? It doesn't mean, okay. And if you feel like people, I think a lot of people are nervous that, okay, cool. If I use a script, I'm going to sound robotic and then I won't be able to um, create the emotion. Right. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you think all the, like think of your best movie you've ever watched that like enticed the amount of emotion, like heaps of emotion, right? Like any movie, your favorite movie, right? It, it prompted a lot of emotion. Do you think that was scripted? Of course it was scripted. Do you, do you yeah. think they just fucking showed up on one day and was like, <laughs> hmm, like what should we film today? Let's just film the Titanic. You know what I mean? And like they whipped together something last minute. No, that was scripted. And every single thing on that movie was like positioned correctly. Now it's just about toning and getting better and better at a script there. It gets more natural. Does that make sense? hundred percent. And the thing is, if the script doesn't sound natural, it's because you haven't made it your own. Yeah. Right. So if you go and do any sales training, like we run sales training in our programs and you know, most business mentoring programs run some sort of sales training, they're going to give you a sales script. That's what's worked for them. All right. You need to get that script change the words. If it says why and you want to say how, change it because it fits better with you. But it's essentially, it's a guideline to use, right? It's like going to Ikea. You get like the instruction booklet. You look at it quickly. You get the idea of it. If you're a guy from the picture, you go to work, right? Some people are going to read the instructions word for word. Some are just going to reflect back, get the idea and then ask a question. So your script can be fully detailed. You know, you literally could read the script add some tonality and it's going to work or it can be a dot point with the question to ask completely up to you whatever you feel is going to be the best system for you in your business yeah 100 percent. i agree I've, I've used both ways and they both work um it's just i i just kind of i use it as like a, a skill set and a tool like a tool set i should say like a tools like if i'm on the go and I know it's going to be fast paced kind of sales environment, then I'll kind of have dot points or kind of, okay, cool. Like, okay, I know I've framed the situation. I've now got the situation where I'm at. I've clarified, got the awareness. I've got like, I'm now presenting all that sort of stuff. And then you have, I have these other scripts where it's like full blown word for word. And it just depends on the environment I'm using. And that just works for me. And it doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying that that's like, the go-to, but I'm saying it works for me because my business and my role in my company is just like, there's so many different things that can change. Yeah. And I suppose when we speak about like the parts of the, the script, let's like dive into that, right? So when you look at obviously like dot points for the scripts, um, you know, the whole heap of things we want to go through. So obviously the first, like the first point is like the induction, right? Like it's like, hey, look, Thanks for jumping on, mate. What motivated you to, you know, jump on a call? Obviously, we've had a quick chat through socials. You know, get, get to know them a little bit, you know, break the ice if you like. And then you're going to go through that awareness phase, right? Again, of finding out what their problem is. 
So, you know, rehashing what you've spoke about via Messenger, but really getting to see why it's important to them and what their actual goal is and what it's stopping them from doing. Also, I like to call it like the cost. What does it cost them? Now, it's never a financial cost. If it's fitness, it's generally an emotional cost. It's costing them from, you know, with their kids, it's costing them their confidence. If it's um, sport, it's costing them performance. It's costing them a spot in the top side or something like that, right? So there's sort of the first couple of steps. And then from there, I want to go through and find out what's taking them away from their goal currently. So what are they actively doing that is stopping them from reaching their goal? Now, if we use like the fat loss, I'm going to go through, um, you know, what are they doing that's taking them away? So it might be currently, you know, they're eating fast food a couple of times a week. Currently, you know, they're doing, you know, no exercise, for example. So we want to go through and figure out what exactly is taking them away from their goal and where they're spending money to do so. I love that because I, 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 I know what you're doing here. Yeah, you're setting, you're setting something up for the future. I love this. Continue. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm essentially setting up is I'm pre-handling objections before they're going to come. Yeah. Right. So the reason why I'm obviously doing that is because I don't want them to say they can't afford it at the end when, you know, we've just gone through and figured out they spent $150 a week on Uber Eats, but they can't afford $50 a week for my training program. Right. So we want to obviously overcome that. So we use an analogy um, called Faster B. Now I'm going to pull up exactly what that is and go through. I have this in my sales portal and in my scripts. Now I'm going to get it so it's word for word for you guys. But essentially, Faster B starts off. So the first, um, obviously, F stands for fast food. All right. So are they currently spending money on fast food that's taking them away from their goal? A is alcohol. So are they spending money on alcohol currently? Obviously during the week. Now, when we say, you know, the easy way to frame this is let's run through a couple of things you're doing currently. Um, you know, what does a day of food look like for you? So this is how I frame it. And they're going to say, okay, breakfast, I have this, breakfast, I have that, dinner, I have this, dinner, I have that. You're like, okay, awesome. And that's pretty much an average day. Now so tell like me the truth. Out, <laughs> yeah, like building out their habits, right? And yeah. they never tell you what it is. And like, Chicken okay, and broccoli. Cool. Yeah, bullshit. Um, and then from there, like, okay, cool. So like how many times a week would you eat fast food? They're like, all right, once a week. Awesome. How much would you spend roughly on fast food? Oh, 50 bucks. Cool. And... Obviously, like how many times a week we drink alcohol? Oh, once on a Saturday night. Cool. With the boys? Yeah. 150 bucks. Yeah, about that. They make a bit of light of it. Then we go Starbucks. So for S, like or potentially coffee, takeaway coffee. T is tobacco. E is entertainment. R is restaurants. And B is beauty. All right. So faster B. And from that, we're trying to figure out where they're spending money that's taking them away from their goal. So we're pre-handling that cost objection. And we're also seeing where their priorities are at the moment as well. What is the R and B? Restaurant. 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 
Yeah. And what's B? B is beauty. Beauty, that's the one. So like for women, they might like, and again, we've all heard it before, right? There's not, you wouldn't go and put like the cheapest fuel into a Ferrari. Like, so there's no point looking beautiful on the outside if you're like, you know, 50 kilos overweight and miserable on the inside. So yeah, that's yeah, so some true. people don't like to ask that question, but it's very, very true. Um, and then we want to go through the solution awareness. So it's future pacing. I was like, okay, so we've been speaking about what you want to achieve and what's sort of holding you back. But now let's imagine what is life like once you've lost 10 kilos and you know, you're eating healthy food. What does that sort of look like for you? So your future pace it, right? Get them to feel all the feelings, you know, smell all the smells, all the fun stuff. What does that look like? How does playing with the kids feel, et cetera? Um, you know, is this something you're happy in doing, you know, making the changes? And then we go the opposite and go, but what if you don't make any changes and you don't take action? Like what happens then? <laughs> right? Because you want them to obviously, like you want them to feel all the fun stuff that they've achieved their goal. They can run around with the kids now. They've got all this energy. Perfect. But it's like awesome if they get off if they leave there all happy and don't take action they're going to be in the same spot they are today so like awesome so you know how you know how good all that feels because you've taken action right and you've fixed your diet and you're training a couple of days a week that's perfect you feel awesome right and they're like yep it's like perfect so now look what happens if you do nothing you hang up this phone and you stay exactly the same as you are are you okay with that so we call that the cost of inaction yeah I call, it, I call it the fuck all factor, right? Because if I <laughs> do fuck all, nothing changes. So yeah. you have to future pace, but then bring them back and go, okay, like you actually now have to take action and like, let's keep the ball moving forward. Yeah. And what you've just done there as well is going through that process, guys. What Brad is doing is he's overcoming these objections that's going to potentially happen at the end there. So he's covering off with the faster B, he's covering off money. So if he, there's a money objection, he can loop back to that. But he's also covering off in that kind of what's the cost of inaction is going to be looking at, you know, oh, I'll think about it. Because if it comes to, oh, I need to think about this, it's like, cool, you're wasting time now. And why don't you take action now? So that's what you're doing. Is that correct, Brad? Correct. And let me just flip right back to the start of the, the call or the consultation, right? When I'm, when I'm discovering what they're doing in that discovery phase. I'm also asking them what they're doing currently and have they done anything in the past? Okay, yeah. because I guarantee one of the biggest objections health coaches get and personal trainers, gym owners get is I have to think about it, right? The real fact is if people have been doing programs, like, you know, they've been doing HelloFresh, they've been doing Weight Watchers, Jungle Body, going a good life, doing their group classes. If they've been doing things, They've already been thinking about it. They've already been thinking. How long do you have to think? What they're doing is they're searching for solutions. They're not thinking about it, right? They're searching for a solution. They haven't found the solution yet. They're solution looking, right? So they're not, they're not thinking about it. So this is where I was to say, hey, Luke, like, let's be real with me. It sounds like you've been thinking about this for some time now because 
you've already done three programs. Where I feel the issue is that none of those programs have actually been successful. And it sounds like at the moment, you're not quite sure if my program's a good fit. Does that sound right? Yeah. Because they're just not convinced that you've got the solution. Yeah. If you, if, that's gold. If you're just listening to this, listen to that little bit back. That is um, a nugget. Like that's a great way to handle that objection. Say it again, Brad. <laughs> uh, pretty much. It's like they're not, you're not looking, like you're not thinking about it, right? You're the solution looking, right? They haven't found a solution for their problem yet. So the issue is they don't believe your program can solve their problem, right? And they've failed in the past. So you need to build up the belief in them that your program is going to solve their problem. I love that. And I also ask a couple, so if you say, hey, like, what have you tried in the past? Uh, and when they kind of give you the, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I've done that, I've done this. I also sometimes, depending on how many things they give me, if they give me one or two options, I will then, cool. So what did you like about these? And what didn't you like about these? So then it's right. like, you can understand and like, actually, if your program, your, your service actually does a lot of things that they like, you can start utilizing that for your presentation as well. Yeah. And if it does the stuff they don't, don't mention them. <laughs> Because, like, let's be real, right? A lot of people don't like accountability, but they do need the accountability, right? And they were like, oh, man, they message me every day about my food. I was like, well, okay, you may also do some sort of accountability. It may not be to that level, but you might just gloss over that during the process because it's not something they enjoy. Yeah, 100%. And it's going to be like most, most of the cases, like, depending on if that's like, a real situation but a lot of the cases is gonna it's gonna happen where it's like cool um a lot of people think that like they know the solution or they think they know a solution but it's like we sell them on what they because a lot of people come to you with their wants like i want this i want this and like people are always going to buy from their wants not their needs so what like as fitness professionals we sell them on the wants and we give them what they need to achieve what they want yeah yeah sell the holiday not the plane trip exactly so that, 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 like that no one... that's a perfect one no one, like, and we use it all the time in our coaching, right? Is like, imagine if, to say, Flight to America, they sold you the shitty flights, you know, crammed on a plane for 20 hours, the bad food. And at the end of that, you get this awesome holiday. No one would buy it. All they sell you is the end product. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's a good one, man. You're just full of good analogies. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, like, um, kind of like, and if someone's listening to this and they're, they're really thinking, oh shit, like I don't really have any process. I guess I can guarantee you a lot of guys listening to this and girls might have just like, hey, what are your prices? Okay, cool. So what are your goal? Okay, my goal is to lose X amount of weight. Awesome. These are my packages. I recommend this. Like that's like the process. But this is so much more in depth that people like, this is what you need to do if you want to take, if one, if you want to have a really good service, if you really want to provide yeah. the best service tailored product for your clients like this is what you got to do but two it's going to make them feel like they're valued it's going to make them feel like oh wow like brad's actually listened to me he actually gets me he understands me and that's what he's doing like brad is actually understanding and that's what you want to do is you want to come off so you want someone to come off that phone call not thinking oh fuck he sold me you want them to think oh my god like brad gets me and he's going to do everything in his power to help me like seriously i've had people get off phone calls with me and they, they post it on social media saying i've just got off the best call with luke and i'm so excited to get started it's crazy it's because you've solved their problem 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And this is where, and like every person that gets it, you know, you'll put up a, and I'm, you know, anyone that does any sort of Facebook marketing for fitness gets it. What's the cost? Well, I don't know what the cost is. I know I have two or three different packages, but until we have a conversation, I have no idea what program is best for you. You know, if you're 50 kilos overweight, you probably won't get much benefit out of a half an hour session because you're too unfit. You probably have to go to an hour session so you can get a good amount of work done. So we have to make sure a program suits that. If you, you know, want to get a good weight session in, a 45 minute session is going to be great, but once a week is useless. So we need to do maybe two sessions a week or three sessions a week. So asking what the price is, like it's not, you buy with fitness, you buy a result, all right? You buy a program. We need to get away from swapping money for time in the fitness industry. We don't sell time because we never sit there and sell a 45 minute training session, right? We sell the training program. We sell the consultation. We sell the check-ins outside of our program time to work with them each week. So we're selling a program that gives them a solution. So if you're still going, oh, it's two 45 minutes, mate, it's 150 a week, you're underselling what you actually do because you do the programming and all these other things. So it's like, hey, what we do is offer you a program. It's X amount of time. It gives you two training sessions per week, but it also gives you, you know, access to my emails, et cetera, et cetera. The program is an investment of X amount per week. Yeah, I love that. I love that. To um, where were we up to with the script? Where were we? Were we at the? Have we we're presented pretty much yet? At the, we're pretty much at the present phase. Okay, cool. So, say so you've got all of that data, right? You've gone through like Brad's walked us through the process. Now we're getting up to the presentation phase. Now walk us through that for us, Brad. Okay, cool. And this is where a lot of people, I suppose, fall off the wagon, right? So, we go through. We've gone through their cost of inaction. Um, obviously, you know, we've gone through. This is what we want to do. Are you happy if you do nothing and stay the same? Okay. And then we want to go through with presenting or the present presentation phase. Now, there's two theories in this. A lot of people like to present the price last. I like to present the price first. Okay. So I present price first. So, for example, I let's say I'm selling a six-week program, which is what we sell at the Body Consultant, six or 12-week program. I'm like, okay, awesome, Luke. Our program is an investment of $599, all right? And for that, you get, and then I go feature. So what is the feature? What is the benefit? And what problem does it solve? So for us, you get a nutrition plan that we customize to your needs to make sure you can still eat with your family, know what foods you need to fuel your body and get an amazing result. You get four training sessions a week, so you don't have to think about your workouts and you're gonna have the guidance of our coaches. You know exactly when and where you're gonna be training. So feature, benefit, problem, feature, benefit, problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. I do a very similar thing. I've actually tweaked, I've tried both. I've presented price first and I've presented price last. 
and I think to be honest, like I haven't really seen too much of a difference. It's pretty much like if you go through the presentation phase correctly and like the data and like the data mining phase, like the process at the start correctly, it doesn't matter. I, and that's my personal opinion. Like, yeah, you know, I completely agree. Completely agree. And yeah. then the other way, walk us through the other um, example of the other way. So I would just go, cool. So the program is a 12 week program. And then I would just literally list feature benefit problem, feature benefit problem and go through and then go, oh, does that make sense? And then just sit there and wait for them. And then the question about, oh, what's the investment? <laughs> like they'll ask you for the price. Or I can say, awesome, make, or make sense. And like, yeah, it makes sense, it's like awesome. And that's just an investment of $599. Does that make sense? And they're yep. like, yep. Um, and then I go with a committing question. So there's lots of ways to obviously ask for the sale. Um, you know, a good way is, well, I don't really have anything else for you. Um, I feel like you kind of covered everything. How do you feel is the best way you'd like to move forward? Is a really nice, soft close. And then they can start giving you objections or, you know, overcoming it. Um, but, but before that, you know, so, so Luke, do you feel this could be, like this could be the solution? To helping you lose 10 kilos yeah and they'll go yes it's like okay but why so they're going to tell you why your program is going to help them achieve the result now there's two reasons for this one you'll figure out if you've answered their questions properly and solved their problem b no one likes to lie to themselves if they can't tell you how good your program is and then not sign up <laughs> exactly exactly right. i'll continue continue yeah and that, that's it then i go into obviously getting a move forward i love that i mining your process is very like 99 percent the same we're exactly yeah. the same maybe wording a little bit different but honestly i think it's exactly the same so it means that the structures are work we, we we it both works for both like kind of industries both professions and i think like how i do it is like the biggest thing i take i took away is like um that i saw a massive result in terms of my sales was like not just saying okay cool like this is the investment i was like cool to get this result the investment is boom because people forget like say i took I, I was speaking to brad four minutes ago about the 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 benefit of like you know losing x y and z weight and being able to run in the park with his kids right he already forgot about that that's long gone. Okay. That was three, four minutes ago. We've already gone through this whole other process. So I have to then re reaffirm that and be like, hey, you still want that? You st to get that result, to be able to feel great in your body, look look sexy in your clothes, you know, their investment is $4,000 or $600 yeah. or whatever it is. So it's just like reaffirming, cool, like that's what I'm buying. Like that's what I'm getting. Um, and like I said, I've positioned it both ways, price at the start and price at the end. And like, if you got bulls, you can be like, after you pitch that, you can just be like, would you rather credit card or MasterCard or Visa Tech? Like you can go in like that and like go like literally like no loop or you can go like that, that soft clothes, which Brad said, which I like. I think it's good. Like what like, what what was the one that you used? It was like, what was your, um, what would you like to do to get like committed today? Or yeah, yeah. So like, hey, I feel like like, I don't really think there's anything else to cover. We cover most of it today. How would you like to move forward? Yeah. How would you, you know, like the to next? Move yeah, the next step essentially is getting some details from you. Um, 
like how would you like to pay Visa card or MasterCard? But obviously like with fitness, you need to get like name, email, address, all the stuff to set up all their like backend systems. So I just say, oh, how would you like to move forward? And they're like, oh no, like I'm in, let's do it. Okay, perfect. Let me just grab some info from you. Yeah, cool. And you set them up that way. So I think that's how I close them. Like it depends on where they're at. Like some people, like they're so keen to buy and you're like, okay, this is done deal. There's going to be no objections. They're ready to go. Like they're, they're what those that like, you know, 10% the unicorn, just take my money. I was like, awesome, man. Let's like get some details. Let's get started. Or if they're kind of like, okay, you feel there like maybe some objections here, you can go a bit softer. Again, like if like we deal a lot with like, you know, middle-aged women, older women, you want to be a bit softer. If you're yeah, exactly. like, you know, young 20 year old guys, I was like, Hey bro, um, you got platinum, platinum Amex there or how are you paying for this? You, know, you can have some fun. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like a lot of the guys, when I go to that harder sell, it's more of like the guys I'm selling to is like guys who run businesses and they're like younger yeah. guys. If I was- bro, approach- I don't think you even sent me your payment. I was like, hey bro, here's my card. <laughs> yeah, because <my> <laughs> for you, I, I, I understood the, 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 the playing field where we're on. I was like, cool, Brad has a problem. He knows everything about marketing and selling. I don't need to go through all this because he's already done it in his head. He's yeah. already weighed everything up in his head. I just yeah. need to present him the price card, and he just sent. He, yeah. You sent me the cards. Yeah, and I just and I, I that's like when when you're so and this where this is where it ties back to your marketing, right? Like if you're so clear on who you help and what you do and the service you offer, people like, hey Luke, I know you run boot camps. I'm super keen. I know where you run. I've driven past there before. What's your price package, bro? Send me some info. I'll sign up. It's like perfect. Like your, your messaging is bang on, right? So this is where like everything you do, like, oh, sales starts when they start talking to me. No, it doesn't. Sales starts at marketing. Like the sales, it all, it all starts with, you have to have your market, your niche, everything has to be tied in. People need to know who you help. Who don't know who you help? They're just scrolling through. Scrolling 100%. Through. That's why I'm so passionate about content marketing because you got content, you got marketing, then you got sales. That's the that's the way it goes. Content, marketing, sales. And if you get your content and your marketing correct, this whole process is so easy. If you're having troubles with sales, it's probably because your marketing content is like lacking and plus you probably haven't practiced sales enough. But honestly, yeah, a, a super easy way to increase your sales is literally practice, but also get your front end marketing content right. Um, dude, like we covered a bunch and honestly, we haven't even touched on objections. So I think I'm going to get you on another time. We're going to have to close this off now, Brad. But um, I think we'll get you on for another session, maybe about um, objections, but also maybe marketing as well, bro. But if anyone's listening to this and want to learn more about you or kind of check out what you're doing, man, like about mentorships or whatever like that, um, where can people find you, man? Yeah, certainly. Uh, Brad underscore Bedford 87 on Instagram is the best place to hit me up. Perfect. I'll add um, I'll add Brad's uh, Instagram kind of link in the the show notes, guys. So just below this podcast episode, so you can click on that and check him out on Instagram and um, ask him any questions you have. Um, but I'm definitely going to get Brad on again, um, just because we only got pretty much like halfway through. <laughs> like, there's so much more to this. I did I did expect we, us to kind of like flow like this so easy. But um, Brad, I appreciate you coming on board, bro. And um, we're going to have to speak uh, very soon. I would say. Pleasure. Speak soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bro. Bye.